T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Sports Radio WEEI. It's Arkan and Mego. Christian Arkan, Megan Adelini taking you up until 6 o'clock. An eventful day already. We just heard from the physicians at the Cincinnati Medical Center, and they had a big update. Also, some updates from NFL Network that we'll get to in just a moment. But first, Megan, how are you? I'm doing great. We finally got a little good news. It's pretty much good news all through the show until you get to hockey. Other uh, yeah. than that, other than hockey, it's a good news show today. We were we were planning out the show. We were looking at all the different topics, and yeah, Would you outside like some good of news? outside of uh, yes, huh? Oh, Who good. said that? I get both Christians okay. with this drop. <laughs> is that a drop? Arcan, of course, that's that was a, a drop. drop. Okay, I don't know all the drops that's yet, our, guys. That's our former two producer, for two Tyler. On <laughs> screwing with people named Christian. <laughs> That was what Tyler? Was that, what was that specific? Oh, that was when he was telling us that Mac Jones was going to be out for at minimum eight <laughs> weeks. And that's we were like, that's indeed. good news? There you go. And inaccurate. Um, it's Love you, uh, Ty. Good news indeed coming out of University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Um, the Buffalo Bills tweeted earlier today that DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. And then we got an update from two doctors who, forgive me, I don't uh, didn't catch their names here, but they've been on uh, ESPN basically for the last... One uh, is Timothy Pritz. Half hour or so. Uh, yeah, Pritz, uh, Dr. Pritz, I think and was And Dr. The... William Knight. Okay, very good. So uh, here's what they had to say. Here's the good news. Good afternoon, everybody, uh, and greetings from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, it's our privilege today to meet with you, um, and Dr. Knight and I are representing the many, many individuals and teams that have helped care for uh, Mr. Hamlin uh, since the on-field event uh, on Monday night. Uh, we would like to share that there has been substantial improvement in his condition over the past 24 hours. Uh, we had significant concern um, about him after the injury and after the event that happened on the field, uh, but he is making substantial progress. Uh, as of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, we are very pr- uh, proud to report that, very happy for him uh, and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization uh, that he is making improvement. Uh, he continues to be critically ill, Uh, and continues to to undergo intensive care uh, in our surgical and trauma ICU. Uh, He's being uh, cared for by uh, ICU uh, neurosurgery, I'm I'm sorry, neurocritical care teams, uh, trauma surgery, uh, and a cardiology team, as well as our expert nurses uh, and respiratory uh, therapists. Uh, They are attending to him, and he still has uh, significant progress that he needs to make, uh, but this this marks a really good turning point uh, in his ongoing care. 
All right, so there you go. There's more that they uh, that they had to say. We'll play that a little bit later. But uh, the good news, the big headline here is that uh, uh, Demar Hamlin is awake. He has retained most of his uh, neurological functions. They said, which was something that I I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about. But I can tell you that nine minutes of uh, CPR that was certainly a, a question that everyone was hoping would be answered this way, and it sounds like it is. Um, Mike Garofolo who is over at uh, the NFL Network, tweeted this about uh, 10 minutes ago. Damar Hamlin asked his doctors, did we win? Uh, he's communicating via writing because he still has the tube in, but he's responsive and aware as he could be. Uh, the doctors replied, yes, you won the game of life. It's getting a little dusty in here. Yeah, that's... Mm, I didn't like the I didn't hallmarky like the there, but whatever. I, I mean, didn't like the response, but I like... I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. First of all, that, that he is so with it. Mm. Anybody who's coming out of, you know, medically induced sedation because of what he went through and being intubated and everything, that his immediate thought is where he just was. Right. Uh, that shows incredible, incredible stuff on the horizon for him. Yeah. Um, the next steps are getting him breathing on his own. This is Garofalo continuing to tweet here. Continue to improve and then get him home. Lots of work to be done, but they're talking about sending Damar Hamlin home. That's another, I think, major, major headline here. Um, he's awake. He's communicating. They're talking about getting him to breathe on his own and then uh, sending him home where I'm sure whatever the recovery thing is is going to be long and uh, arduous. But, wow, what a uh, what a remarkable turnaround here after what seemed like a much much more dire situation just 24, 48 hours ago. I think that uh, for everybody, it's a, the family and the team and, and sort of everyone involved uh, in the NFL and uh, certainly with that uh, with that organization, a humongous, tremendous sigh of relief here today. Yeah, I've been on here saying that, you know, this was something where it was going to be days that we get updates about serious improvements in yeah. his medical condition and to see... To get so much today, uh, according to the doctors, this is something that's really been developing over the last 24 hours, him regaining consciousness and showing such promise and being so neuro neurologically, did I say that? Neurologically, yeah, His you got it. His yeah. brain seems pretty good. Mm -hmm. We'll put it that way. Seems for like the brain's okay. Thank simple you, Simple folks like me, yes, for me. There are a lot of Dr. Ottolini's, but I am not one. Indeed. Uh, I think there's a couple of things we can draw from this. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think they're playing this game, and I think that uh, the Buffalo Bills, this is the exact kind of update that they were waiting for. Like, if I had to guess, I would say that they were waiting to hear good news like this before they made a decision about whether or not we're mentally prepared to go out and play football. And a big good news uh, update like this I have to assume, I would imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe I'm overestimating and I don't know these people, so I can't, I can't tell you exactly how they're feeling, but I would think uh, a piece of news like this would be just the kind of inspiration a team's looking for to go out and, and play a football game. It's just me. I don't know. I don't know if that's, that's where they're at, but when I heard this and I sort of heard the, uh, the update, I thought, oh, they're probably playing now. I would imagine they're going to want to go out and play. It would sure seem like it. If your teammate is sedated in a hospital bed, it's hard to focus, and you have so much uncertainty around his situation, his future. You know, there's still uncertainty there, but to see so much progress, yeah. I mean, look, and we there's I believe there was an update about the Bills Bengals game. Yep. But we're focused on the Bills Patriots game. Uh, I can't see that 
I mean, I can see that game not being played, but I would be surprised if it's not played on Sunday. Yeah. Scheduled. I think, uh, yeah, Cincinnati-Buffalo, it looks like that one's just over. And Mike Florio actually has some suggestions about what they're going to do uh, in the event that that game just doesn't get played and that they have to, uh, you know, make it fair for everyone. We'll dive into that a little bit later. But uh, in the meantime here, I think that um, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty apparent. Um, by the way, I think Bill Belichick was talking, and we'll hear from him in just a few minutes as well. Um, we'll be talking with Tommy Curran later on in the show uh, in about 90 minutes. Looking forward to that. But I think uh, based on all the sort of talk and the way they were at practice yesterday and how they moved the uh, media availability today and just sort of the overall tone and tenor of uh, of what Bill was saying and sort of how it, it all came out, coupled with this news here today, I think there is a uh, there is a very very high chance of them going out there and playing this game. And we talked about this yesterday. Uh, whatever their reaction to this is, whatever they choose to do is going to be okay with everybody. But I also think that there's even if the news wasn't quite so good today, that there still would have been players on that team who thought, you know what, I want to play anyway. Uh, this is the best way for me to deal with something like this, a traumatic event. I'd rather go out there and work. I'd rather be, you know, with my with my teammates and with my coaches out there playing and playing in his honor, whatever. And uh, that, I think, was still on the table. But now I think it's almost almost certain, I, yeah. I would imagine. And, I mean, you got to guess that this team is going to be incredibly juiced up. Yeah. After the week that they've had, you can talk about the level of distractions, and that was something we talked about yesterday, saying, hey, do you field this team in a physical and we know dangerous sport when they have distractions going on in like real life distractions not distractions in the game of football real life distractions of one of their teammates Uh, to me all that's like out of the window at this point if he if it looks like he's coming out of the woods in a serious way the way that the doctor so eloquently updated us there that we just heard then i think this team is this Bills team. They were already going to be rolling coming to see you, but right. there was some things up in the air about hey, how many starters are they going to sit and what do they have to actually play for and what's the risk of playing certain guys and everything. Now I feel like this is a completely different situation. It's a come together moment. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, getting back out there, looking forward into the playoffs. These guys are talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're just in a completely different situation than this Patriots team. And it's just, I know like football is, is so much less important than everything talking about DeMar Hamlin's life in the balance. But when you're looking at it from the perspective of being a Patriots fan, that team's going to be juiced up. Yeah. They're going to be playing for their guy who just woke up in the hospital, who's going to be watching the game Who woke at home up and somewhere asked about the game. And asked if they won. I mean... <laughs> Listen, I, mean, really? I, didn't, I didn't feel great about this matchup before all this happened, okay? I didn't feel great about the Patriots' chances before all but this. But you were looking at the defense going, hey, you know, this defense is putting up historic points. Yeah. And sure, the only starting quarterback that they've taken down is Jared Goff. Right. But the defense, you could say, is good yeah. and is the bright, by far the brightest spot of this team. Um, it takes more than just the team being fired up for a teammate that got hurt, too. Because back in 2007, you guys remember this? In 2007, there was a Bills tight end named Kevin Everett. And uh, it was just a random kickoff play or something. He goes in, uh, takes, a, takes a hit on a kickoff, and is paralyzed. And he's out on the ground, and they had this doctor who I think his name was Dr. Cappuccino. Stop! And I'm not kidding. I, believe, Stop I, I it. swear to God that was the doctor's name. Dr. Cappuccino fixed this guy and uh, performed some sort of, I really am not explaining this well, but it performed some sort of like some new sort surgery. Of, okay, prayer? It was uh, it was some sort of exploratory surgery or something. And uh, Wait, What do you mean? It was, he was exploring a new surgery on the field? Not on the field, no, no. After, after he got carted off the field. 
it was uh, it was a experimental thing that he there did. There you go. And it worked. And this guy Everett was walking again. And I remember they played the Patriots, and Kevin Everett was on the video screen, and he's like, "All right, guys, let's go out there and beat New England." And it was 2007 when right. the Patriots were beating every team like 63 to nothing, and they beat Buffalo that day like 42 it's, to seven. Honestly, from the yeah. tight end, it's kind of like a tall ask. Right. Yeah. Like, great. Now we're gonna fail you. You're in the hospital, and we're failing you. Right. Because we can't beat what maybe the greatest team in modern NFL history. Yeah. By the way, Doctor Andy Cappuccino. Thank you. The Stop. Bills' spine specialist That's was right. quickly by Everett. I feel like side. they could have done better with that first name, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Andrew Cappuccino, T. Cappuccino, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Anyway, Giamatti Cappuccino. It's what, not just more exotic. You need more. You need to be better. You need to be good. And the Bills are good. The Bills are a lot more like the 07 Patriots than the 2022 Patriots. Are, I can tell you that. Um, and so I think that this is going to be yes, a uh, a tough one here. And by the way, the, I'm sorry. Mm. Like the entire country has been rooting against the Patriots for a while. I know the entire country is really rooting against the Patriots on Sunday. Yeah. And how do you feel? I mean, if your team beats the Bills. It doesn't really matter. I mean, there's not that much in the balance. For Hard the to Bills. build up that like anger, you know, that you yeah, need to nobody, <laughs> yeah, if you're right? the Patriots, yeah. if you're the Patriots, you can't go in the locker room and be like, brothers, nobody wants to see us win. Yeah. You know, like that's just not gonna be, you know. <laughs> we'll be guys on the team like I might agree with them actually. Yeah. I don't know if we should win. Yeah, we probably shouldn't win today. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody believes in us. Nobody wants to see us win. It's like, yep, like, that's true. It's like, yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. I've actually already got my vacation planned because this team is not going anywhere. Even if they get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. it's one and done. Yeah. Win on three. Anybody? Anybody? Eh, one, two, three. Oh, okay, yeah. bye. We'll see you on the field. Yeah, to hell with it. Um, anyways, Mike Florio, not if he has anything to say about it. Even if the Patriots do get blown out by the, uh, by the, the fired-up Buffalo team, Florio says maybe they can still make the playoffs anyway, and not through a series of other events, through an actual uh, rule change we'll get to that and we'll hear from bill belichick next we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio WEEI, Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini. It's Arkin and Mego here with you. Be talking with uh, Tommy Kern in about an hour. In the meantime, Bill Belichick finally addressed the media today. This was uh, before we heard from the doctors in Cincinnati. Uh, he had a lot to say. 
He had a lot of uh, his normal deflections and uh, refrains, which I thought at certain points got a little much. Really, he had a he had an opening statement, which I thought was good, and then when he started taking questions, he kind of reverted back to his normal billisms, which I didn't think were super appropriate in a setting like this. But it's Bill; you're not gonna you're not gonna change now. Um, the big quote that's getting a lot of uh, a lot of attention is uh, Bill talking about something that you don't hear him say that much about how life is bigger than the game of football. Football is a very great and competitive game. Fortunately, injuries and things like this um, you know, can and do happen from time to time. It's very unfortunate. It seemed like the care that was given was very prompt and and uh, good. And thankful for that. Um, but this game's life's bigger than than this game, and I think we, you know this is one of these humbling moments for all of us that stands out i'm trying to remember another time that bill sounded like that and the only thing i can think of was uh aaron hernandez when he was talking about um i forget the guy's name the first guy uh but uh yeah that was that was the only other time i really remember him getting like that serious that sort of i don't want to say emotional because he wasn't exactly emotional but um you know that uh that that heavy and uh, it's not often you hear him talk that way. You know, it's it's rare to sort of hear Bill um, get. And I think that's probably the reason why they pushed it off from yesterday. You know, he wanted to make sure he he said what he wanted to say. And they're also still in the middle of this uh, scheduling thing. So I doubt they had much of an update. He even said that. He's like, you know, the stuff's not in our control right now. We're going to talk about what we can control. And uh, he went on about, you know, Hamlin and life and sort of everything else. But, yeah, it's it's not often you hear him talking like that. Yeah. Uh, you compare it to the Aaron Hernandez situation, again, life and death situations. Odin like, Boyd, I think he's, he's giving the gravity to the situation that it deserves. Um, it was interesting to hear him talk about that he had reached out to many coaches around the league, not just ones in the league now, but coaches that he knows from the past to sounded like try to get perspective. Yeah. And I think at one point he said that he reached out to other coaches in the league just to check in on how their locker rooms were doing on processing all the events as they were happening, which I thought, you know, really showed a level of care mm-hmm. that maybe people you know everybody just thinks of the grunting snorting frowning bill and bill shooting down reporters and everything yeah but there he really does care about these players he does at least most of them um <laughs> you know yeah i think after um was cut with jacob blake i think after that whole thing happened he he spoke a little bit too and got serious about uh you know the social justice movements and things like that and the team and providing uh you know outlets for players if they were upset to to talk to people and he talked about that today too he's like you know we have the resources here there's a team psychologist we have the team chaplain like we're still very much trying to make ourselves available to to any players who are still having trouble with this no boundaries right no boundaries no nothing you can talk to anybody about anything all the time and that also doesn't really sound like the patriots that we know of you know when we think of that we think of them very buttoned up not communication talk to anyone sure like no that's (laughs) That's not that's not what we do here. We don't talk to anybody. We don't say anything. We don't do anything. If you have a problem, you just sit there and deal with it. Like that's you know that's how I sort of picture the Patriots or how we have uh, pictured the Bill Belichick regime all these years. But uh, you know, as as things sort of evolve and you know the league evolves and things happen, you you have to adjust with it. And I applaud Bill at the very least for uh, for for doing that because sometimes older coaches just aren't up for changing anything and you know bill's still stuck in his ways in a lot of different uh, aspects but in this one it seems like he's been very uh receptive and uh, i think compassionate with his players yeah for sure. uh, he opened it up talking about uh the incident with detroit lion 
Reggie Brown. Yep. He was coaching for the Jets at that time on the opposite sideline. That was December 21st in 1997, so it was the last game of the regular season. Mm. And, of course, that linebacker suffered a spinal cord injury that blocked his airway at the time and paralyzed him. And the word that Belichick kept using over and over uh, was chilling, how chilling it is in that moment. And then for him to see that happen again in the Monday night, I mean, not happen again, but a, 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 an injury that is comparable to that, yeah. you know, I I appreciated. We don't hear him get very personal very often. And that's clearly something that weighed heavily on him for years that he's thinking back to the probably the worst moment on a field yeah that he's ever had and you can tell like we we uh, when we talked to um ross tucker he immediately thought of someone right and we mm-hmm. talked to uh orlovsky yesterday he's like that's never happened to me but when it does you can tell i mean they immediately roll back in their minds to something like that and i'd imagine you know orlovsky never saw anything like that but i'm sure he's seen big injuries everybody who's ever played football has probably seen a big injury on the field before um and bill belichick's been doing it for you know 100 years so i think uh you know for him to sort of uh, explain it in a personal way like that was also a little not the most natural thing in the world for him but uh it did translate i thought pretty well um bill also talked about uh and i thought this was interesting the uh the benefits of having ex-players on his coaching staff uh troy brown and gerard mayo listen to this we have great leadership on this team and, and i would say i mean look I, as i said i have a ton of respect for all the players i've coached and what they do two players in particular uh that that carry a lot of weight with me are our two staff members are Troy and Gerard. They've played the game at this level. I haven't. They've lived the life of a professional football player at a very, very, very high level, uh, both from a training, <coughs> maturity, performance, longevity, all the above. And, um, you know, their input and guidance um, has been especially valuable. Uh, you know, in terms of our staff, our team, you know, they, they have a great great perspective on that's been very valuable to me so what i thought was particularly interesting about this was the way that we got this answer Mm. which was the original question from the reporter and i think this might have been the first question that was asked after he talked about the reggie brown incident that he was in person for the reporter asked how much does it mean to have veteran captains like matthew slater and devin mccourty in the locker room to be able to talk to some of the younger players on this team. Everybody always wants to talk about how young this team is. Right. Even though they're not that young, they just have young players in really prominent roles. Anyway, uh, and he said the two players, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but that meant so much. Were, and then he named the two coaches. Yeah. Which was interesting to me. And uh, look, Jerron Mayo and Troy Brown, like they both can be coaches anywhere. Especially Gerard Mayo. He's going to go be a head coach somewhere someday. I would think so, yes. Yeah, but those guys, like, they're not coaching here because this is the only place that they can coach. They're not coaching here because they're in the New England family and just because Belichick trusts them and they're Belichick guys, so they're going to come in and, like, be under his wing and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought it was interesting for Belichick to once again in a pretty graceful way, say those guys have played the game at this level, and I never have. Right. We don't hear that a lot from Belichick. Yeah, we don't hear about how... It's a humility of saying, this is an aspect of the game that I have no personal experience with. Mm -hmm. I can never say that I put the pads on and run out there 
with my teammates at this level. I yeah. never have. Those sure. guys have. And that's, again, you're right. I mean, that's the type of humility <laughs> that you usually hear Bill say when he's, like, pumping up an opponent right. that he knows they're going to destroy. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, that Mitch Trubisky's really good. <laughs> like, he's he makes got all the a throws. cannon of an arm, makes all the throws we've so We've never smart. had to deal with someone like <laughs> Thomas Morse. We've never, we've never seen a talent like the- Sam Ellinger before. <laughs> like, this is something, all you know. All the throws, he can make them. <laughs> it's really tough. This, this uh, Zach Wilson kid. Oh man, what a He's prospect! Elusive, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and those are the type. Those are the times My you generally see him so, doing that. Yeah. The funny one though was with Lamar, who obviously Lamar Jackson's incredible talent, but he was yeah met, had a meeting with Lamar here during the draft process. Really interesting. <laughs> It's like, whoa. Very open-ended. Yeah, okay. Yeah, very interesting. Skylar Thompson and Sam Ellinger. They've played the game at this level. I haven't. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, and I think what he's what he's saying there, and I think that's true, is that, uh, you know, you, and, and maybe, you know, maybe it's a revelation we'll have somewhere down the line that, yeah, maybe some uh, more NFL experience coaches is, is the way to go rather than your kids and your kids' friends and random lacrosse coaches from the Colorado School of Mines and, you know, leftovers from uh, you know, guys who got uh, run out of town in their old jobs as head coaches. I don't know. I mean, like, he is sort of extolling their virtues. Maybe he will, uh, maybe he will think that way a little differently when it's time to hire assistants next year. Do you think there was anything odd about him deflecting from accordion Slater? Um, those are those are his guys. Those like, are his those guys. Are both Bill guys. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess maybe those guys aren't dealing with it well. You know, maybe McCordy and Slater are having a hard time. Like, just because they're older players doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the ones everyone can lean on. You know, who knows how everyone's reacting to it. But uh, I could see him not wanting to elevate anybody else or, you know, lower anybody in a, in a question like that. But that's just Bill being paranoid. You know what I mean? That's just the way he sort of is with those It questions. could also be his way of pointing out, like, you know, and it, obviously it's not the moment to discuss it, but for all the crap that his coaching staff has been getting, he, he is okolating okay. the virtue no, of two. No. Nobody, play. nobody Look is at how great on these Gerard coaches Mayo are. or Troy, Troy Brown. I haven't heard a single person crap on either of those coaches. Yeah, I've heard look, people look, crap I, on I, Steve Belichick because guys of his in this last position. name. Like, that's not the side of the ball in any way that, well, Troy Brown is on the offense, but... And, uh, I, I haven't yeah, I heard say that wide receiver room's killing it right now. He's on the offense, is he? <laughs> I haven't heard anyone crap on Troy Brown. I Can we go to this because... So, Arkan, I, I would say that that was good, Bill. That was great, Bill. Mm-hmm. That was compassionate, Bill. That was, you know, the kind of great uh, institutional stuff where people go back and they point to all these injuries, yep. you know, 1971, 1997. And you, sometimes you forget, oh, Bill was there. He was coaching with the Jets. Yeah. I know the Midday Show was talking about it the other day. And doesn't I didn't think about it at the time when I was listening to them. Oh, my God, it was against the Jets. Um, and then Bill kind of comes back down to earth because he was asked about how to prepare for that Bills game on Sunday at 1 p.m. Bill, after what happened on Monday, how tough is it for a team to then kind of start preparing for a Sunday game? Do you kind of take a moment? What is that that moment like for you Tuesday to Wednesday? Yeah, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I'm going to keep repeating myself. I think everyone's doing the best they can. And that's, I don't know any other way to put it. it that covers a lot of ground. It's a lot of different scenarios that question could be asked a thousand different ways but i think the answer is really the same whatever it is it's i think everyone's doing the best they can that's the part that annoyed you yeah that got a little i mean why 
because I didn't I didn't think that was an appropriate setting for Bill to have it was one like of the his fourth time he said it little refrains day where by day. you know day, day by day by we're on to day. Cincinnati oh I'm we ask a thousand different ways but Ooh. I think the answer is really the same you can't trap me like we're not no one's trying to trap you Bill it's just a question about the upcoming game yeah we know you're all doing the best you can and I don't even think you need to get too much more specific than that you can maybe just say it a little differently or you know the, the talk about one or two challenges that may arise you know with the short week but or are something. you doing install today Bill <laughs> yes, I want to keep no, repeating no. myself but I'm going to keep repeating myself. But, uh, yeah, we know you uh, we really know you don't want to keep repeating yourself, Bill. Yeah, that's you. You never, ever want to just keep giving the same answer to the to the reporters, swatting the reporters away. And you know the uh, hardcore Belichick people eat that up. But I just thought today it was a little much. Like today. Seattle. Did you find it, Seattle. Did you find it uh, helpful to talk Seattle. to your players about okay. this? Are there Seattle. concerns about Seattle. Okay, it wasn't quite that long. It wasn't like that, but I just I Everybody's don't know. just doing their best. Yeah. Everyone's trying. We know. Okay, everyone's doing their best, and we know you hate repeating yourself, Bill, but I did, it did sort of annoy me a little bit. Um, but all, all in all, I mean, Do you I'm think not the gonna... tone would have been different if they had gotten the update from the doctors at UC before his press conference? Uh, no, probably not. Yeah. I think that it was an overall sort of uh, positive thing anyway. I mean, he was talking about, you know, the, the progress that was made, and I think We that, knew uh, he had woken up. Yeah, right. We'd, we'd known that at that point, I think. So um, I don't know if it would have been. Maybe it would have been a little bit different. Maybe the tone would have been a little happier, a little cheerier. Uh, but I think all in all, you would have gotten the same sentiments there, and he would have said the same things about the coaches and, and everybody else, and he probably would have answered all the questions from the reporters the same dinky way that he did, you know, about we're all just, uh, you know, we're just uh, doing the best that we can. Like, fine. Um, I, I think at that point, once he'd made his opening statement, you know, the questions were just going to be normal Bill Belichick deflections anyway, so the statement was really, I thought, what, uh, what the meat of this thing was. If today. you're a player in this locker room, who is the coach that you want to hear from last? Like the guy that you least want to talk about with about with any concerning any of this stuff. Um, probably Joe Judge. Yeah, he is, you know, a very dynamic. It's, field. it's very Judge, different right? when you go to a different zone. Like you, you probably just walk out of the room and he's still talking. Yeah, I'm not really aware about specifically what you're talking about. <laughs> like it's probably he probably doesn't he strike you as that kind of guy? Um, like if the phone, if you were on a phone call with him and your phone accidentally had disconnected, he would probably keep talking for three more minutes. Yeah, kind of guy right now can't deal with an awkward <laughs> silence. Like just no. can't can't have it. We'll fill. We'll say anything. He'll like filibuster, like a, like a congressman. Make just the head to, coach happy. That's right. your job. Just to make sure that there's no uh, there's no awkward silence. Can't deal with it. Anyway, that was a little bit of build today. Um, and we were talking before the break about the Patriots and how I think they have very little. I didn't think they had much of a chance against this Bills team anyway. Now I think they have zero chance. Uh, but Mike Florio thinks they may have more of a chance than we're uh, giving them credit for. Florio tweeted this out today, and uh, this was around uh, 1 o'clock. He said, current information that we have is that Bills-Bengals won't happen. The NFL is currently figuring out how to configure the AFC playoffs without that that game could an eighth seed be added to eliminate the bye week for the number one seed can i and then he just sort of leaves it out there clear like, out for a second discuss amongst yourselves roger don't do this don't do this this is such a bad idea you're already gonna have crap ass teams in the seventh seed the patriots might be one of them sorry i know the defense is good but two-thirds of the team is crap ass and now you're gonna put an eighth team in there to eliminate the bye? Mm. Like, there are teams who have been, and I get it, unprecedented situation and everything. Right. But there are teams who this is a goal. Like, this is part of the strategy going into the playoffs that have been working towards this. Mm-hmm. And instead of continuing to reward 
those teams who have actually shown up and had a real season and done their thing, they're going to reward and simultaneously punish everyone else with another horrible game. Yeah. Like, this is not going to be a good game if you throw it that you're going to get. That's, they yeah. probably It's just an excuse for another game <laughs> so that they can make more money off this situation. See, everybody lacked the, having an extra team. We got to do it every year. No. Exactly. It's gro- It's actually pretty gross when you break it down. I understand it's the, like the, the lev- logic of leveling it. leveling the playing field, but it's not. They're just trying to make more cash They are trying to make more money, but they do have to address the fact that two of the top three teams in the AFC now have a game that's being taken away from them, and that means the win or a loss, which would uh, dictate the standings, is now not going to count. I think this sucks the most maybe for the Chiefs because the Chiefs aren't even involved here, and they may have been the number one seed anyway. And now what? We're going to have to play? We don't get a bye? This didn't happen to us. We weren't a part of this. Like, we we shouldn't be uh, wrapped up in it, but they are because, you know, the Bills or the Bengals could have possibly passed them. So it's weird. I, I would say if it was up to me, I would lop it off and just make it six teams. You know, no seventh team. All right, sorry. We're going back to the old I'm way. No extra team. I remember last season. The, the seventh seeds, they were all – craptastic weren't they uh i believe so yeah let me go like back nobody and, uh, went check. anywhere if i remember correctly seven c were the steelers last year who were nine and seven and uh the eagles who were nine and eight over in the nfc the eagles got i think got trounced in their first Did wild card it? i remember game. it was a bad bad wild card weekend it feels like three years yeah, ago. Yeah, you know who else point. played on that wild card weekend? The Patriots. They did. Yeah, well, that was it, it, the again, most craptastic. It, and that's usually <laughs> what happens. Is the, the bottom feeder playoff teams, you you know right away, oh, you have no business playing the number one, the number two. As a fan, let me ask you this. Like, Patriots fans, I know everybody, nobody wants the NFL season to end. It's fun. And going into playoffs, mm-hmm. if you're not in it, it's less interesting. I get it. But do you really want your team to get in this way and get freaking trounced by whoever is at the top seed at that point? Like, um, if it's the Chiefs, if it's the Bill, like, take your pick. Yeah, I mean, it's better, really than, it's better than not getting in. It's better than not is making the play. Sure it is. I mean, it, you get the same draft pick anyway, so you, you might as well be playing pants. for a playoff team. Sure, you're going to get embarrassed, but I think uh, you get uh, the players all want to do it because they all get more money. And, uh, you know, say you win a game, then you get a home game, then the ownership says, wow, hey, we got a home playoff game. I really Although think they won't is, get one because this is completely seed. just opening the door to the eighth seed. Mm. This is just, this is how they'll sneak, sneak it in. Oh, look at the Raiders. Things we did last year. Oh, look how great this was. And uh, we're going to finagle the injury, injury record so that it doesn't look like it makes any difference or anything. And everybody gets more money. Everybody makes more money. And boom, it's another game. Great. Yeah. We get to watch Kenny Pickett. Or even worse, we get to watch uh, and we'll go, Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson if the Dolphins make it. No, by the way, I understand circumstances are a little funky right now with the AFC. What do you do with the NFC? Like, if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, we're going to lose our bye week because of what's happening in the AFC? Is I don't think that's Is it possible that Ron fair. Rivera is a time traveler and saw this? <laughs> and that's why last week we're not getting eliminated. he was like, wait, we're not... We can't. We're not contending anymore. We're yeah. not... We're eliminated. Oh, I landed on the wrong date. <laughs> yeah. That's Fire up the DeLorean. Um, yeah. The, uh, Adam Schefter spoke about this, too. He says he believes the NFL will not resume Bengals and Bills and the league is working towards either a potential neutral site AFC championship game or the one seed choosing between having a buy on home field with two getting whatever is not picked. So the one seed either gets home field or they get a buy. Whatever they don't pick, the two seed gets. Okay. And then they have to play the AFC championship game at a neutral I site. Know that makes more sense than all, an extra team. Right. I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that completely, especially if the one seed is the Bills. 
and the Bills get to call the shots because one of their teammates almost died right. and he's still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's 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 the better option than the eighth. Oh my god! <laughs> if they throw that eighth team in, more yeah. bad football. Just watering it down no, no, no. so much. You don't understand. It's terrible, and we're giving you more of it. Don't you want this? Like, no, of course I don't want to see the Steelers, the Dolphins, the 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 Seattle Seahawks. I, we don't need that as football yeah. fans. We're all set. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's the phone number. We'll get to your phone calls uh, right after this, and we'll discuss the NFL Hall of Fame ballot, which uh, has come out. So we'll talk about that right after these words. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number. It's Arkan and Mego here, Sports Radio W E E I. Let's go to the phones. What do you say? Uh, let's start off with Tom in Cambridge, uh, who's been waiting patiently. Go All ahead, right, Tom. So, oops, there he is. <laughs> hey, you here? Am I on? Yes, yeah, Tom. What's up, How you Tom? doing? Hey, no, I'm just talking about this this unequal number of games in in the NFL or in the AFC this year. Um, obviously, the reasons for it are unprecedented. Obviously, the economics of the game and the meaning of a home game and all of that has changed over time. But it's not really unprecedented. How do you Prior figure? to 1972, tie ball games were just thrown out. If you went 10-1 and 3, you were treated as a team that went 10-1. and Yeah, but you still played the games. <clears throat> you did still play the games. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> a big difference, isn't it? Like this no, is a game. This is a game really. that's not being you're played. You're talking Tom. about it. You're talking about a no contest. We just throw it out and base your winning percentage on the games that you played to completion. Okay, or played I, to a decision. Thanks for the call, Tom. Thank Appreciate you, Tom. it. Um, and I, I, I kind of see a, what he's saying. A blanket but, statement here. Yes. I feel like when we talk about uh, unprecedented, we might need to put a 50 year cap on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're talking 1972 here. I'm sorry. I understand the NFL existed before that. Trust me. What uh-huh. I get it. Now, it's though? important. Institutional knowledge matters. We appreciate that. But when we're talking about how the modern NFL is functioning and mm-hmm. deciding to to put their schedule out and right. and all the sponsors and money's tied up into it, I think we just got to cap it at fifty years. Yeah. Can everybody agree on everybody? We all voting me. on that. I'm fifty in. years is yep. good. Five decades. I don't know if we can okay. uh, get the callers to agree, but. <laughs> That, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. And I don't even think what he was saying was like so crazy. No, it I just, wasn't. It you're was, talking about was... games that have been played already and there wasn't a winner as opposed to this game where they had to stop the game. And, you know, there was no, you can't say, well, they deserve to win and they didn't deserve to win. You can't say that because the game didn't finish. Here's the other thing. I mean, when you talk about games that guys played or didn't play, like the caller just referenced, right. like, look, teams care a lot about this bye week. Like they care a lot about it. They sure. care so much about this stupid bye week in the regular season that we heard them bitch and moan about it. Mm-hmm. And it like their season fell apart because their bye week was so late last year. The Patriots. Like we Mac told on all of them and was like, well, we can't feel sorry for ourselves. I know that's not the only reason, but it was a reason. Trust me, you talk yep. to any of these guys about the bye week, it's like the light at the end of the tunnel before oh, yeah. they had to go back out there. So just having the rest for your body and everything. It's a huge component in this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bobby's in Cambridge. Go ahead, Bobby. Whoop, just a second. I'm, I'm a little slow hey, on the ticker over here. Good afternoon, guys and, uh, and ladies. I, I hope you had a safe holiday season. You too, Bobby. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm just throwing this opinion out. Uh, I got an off day here and everything. And nice. uh, know what you're saying about being unprecedented and being all retired, caught. You've you got to kind of plan for things that are unprecedented that right. happen. 
remember 9-11 and the, uh, uh, we all do and stuff like that. The week they had, everybody took the week off and then the season restarted again. And the adapted by, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I've been around a while. The, uh, the Super Bowl, instead of being two weeks, was one week. My thought process on this is that, like, if Cincy, it's obviously Cincy and Buffalo is, are going to matter. Mm-hmm. The season ends, and if the, the game does matter, instead of, right, instead of starting the wild card there, you have that game that week. Maybe this is already said. Okay, uh, Bobby, have... thanks for the Thank call. You, uh, let me just say two two things. One, when you compare this to 9-11, 9-11 affected the whole league, not just two teams. At least it was 20 years ago. And it was also 20 years 21. ago, so that, 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 that falls within, into the it's window. It's within the parameters. Good also, job, Bobby. Also, uh, I believe that they took week one and put it at the end of the season. I don't yeah. think that they added a week. Um, but I think they just uh, moved week one, cause it, and then they played it after Labor Day. Or... Um, it was yeah. It was the weekend of the following Labor Day because it was right at the beginning of the season. Nine Eleven happened right at the beginning of the year, and so they moved all the Week One games. I think to the end of the season. I could be wrong, but also that's not. It's hard to apply that to just something that only affects two the teams. Co- yeah, the concern yeah. here is that the really high performing teams in the AFC are essentially getting punished by losing the bye. Right, and that 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 is unprecedented in a way. And yeah. so, I mean, if you're on those teams, given the bills and everything, I think you're pissed off. Yeah. I, I'm really feeling more and more strongly that they're going to throw this this gimmicky eighth seed in. I feel like they're going to think that this evens, it would track, wouldn't it? This evens the yeah. playing field and makes in <laughs> in they can present it that way, mm-hmm. and it makes them money. I don't see how they do what I think is the right move, hand it over to the number one seed to make the call in the AFC on what they want to do with the bye week and with the number two seed. Yeah, and do you want the bye or um, do you want home field? Uh, let's go to Riley in Raymond, New Hampshire. Hi, Riley. Howdy, how y'all doing? Doing fine, Riley. What's up? So, I just like Mego just said, I think they might be leaning toward adding the extra week in the season, which I think is kind of crazy. I think we can all agree on that. But, does it add uh, teams that are already eliminated from the playoffs? Can they be re-entered into the situation? Like, can Tennessee also make it again? And can the Jets and the Patriots and the Dolphins? It kind of get my drift there. Um, I don't think so because there's still Thanks, teams right. that are alive, right? <laughs> yeah. There's teams that are still alive right now. You don't want to – not to be – that's not a joke I meant to make there. But, like, there's teams that are still uh, vying They're for still a playoff spot. Your bubble teams in the AFC currently are the Dolphins, the Steelers, and the Titans. And the Titans are still in it. Yeah, the Titans yeah, Titan, haven't been Titans eliminated Titans are 7-9. Uh, Dolphins, Steelers are both 8-8 eight and eight right now. Right. So, I think that the teams that have been eliminated oh God, these stay, teams are can stay so eliminated. Bad. I mean, um, the Steelers are, like, the, the – the best of that. You don't want to watch him in prime time. Kenny Pickett, first year quarterback. Like I, I kind of want that just for Tomlin because I, I really like Tomlin. But I don't want to watch the Dolphins with without Tua at this point. Yeah. Like, oh God. I know. Do you want to grab Ken in the car here? Yeah, let's grab Ken right, in the car before Ken. the top of the hour. Hi, Ken. Hi, Hawaii. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, um, lady and gentlemen. Um, so I'm an old timer, but I saw how much of. I'm a guy that play with no face mask. I have a son that recently is only 26 that just stopped playing Division One, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of friends that are still in, still co- coaching and playing, uh, not playing, but still coaching. A friend of mine just 38 years he coached in college level. Okay, and we talk all the time. And I'm talking about schools like University of Houston, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and he was defensive coordinator. And we were just on the phone yesterday, and he started talking about. He said, Ken, do you remember 
when we played the big ass shoulder pads we had. I said, yeah, those things look like an airplane, right? He goes, yeah. well, not not necessarily that, but you remember the thing that used to go down to protect our chest? And he said, yeah, I do. And then it, and the back, too, would protect your back. He said, I mean, you look at the shoulder pads now, they look like kicker shoulder pads. Um, and it doesn't. Ken, thanks I for the call. We're up against it. It doesn't look like they're even wearing shoulder pads anymore. And you're right. We were just watching, we were watching we Christian Okoye, Okoye and Steve, and Atwater. Steve Atwater. And we were hit. like, look at these dudes. There's enough shoulder pad between the two. It's like Paula Poundstone. They look two. like they... Oh, I was going <laughs> to say... They, they look like. We're they trying like... to make our references more timely. <laughs> no, we drop a Paula Poundstone on from us. from Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, yeah. Him Freaking too. huge. <laughs> um, yeah, and Shoulder boulders. If you watch the 2001 Super Bowl... You know, if you watch that Patriots-Rams in 2001, the shoulder pad back then were humongous. And then you see, I remember Michael Bennett, I don't even think he wore pads. Uh, you know, like, it's it's ve- it's changed a lot. You're right about that. And I think he's maybe onto something about the chest, you know? Like, there was, uh, there was more chest protection. It's definitely a discussion. I mean, we asked Orlowski about it yesterday. Yeah. Because it's definitely a discussion that's been out there about this is, this is, I believe, the first time that we've seen this specific kind of cardiac event. And we haven't even gotten confirmation, I believe, that... It was definitely that, have we? And it's there's been some information out there, the blow to the chest right. when, when in the certain rhythm of the heart. But if it happens once and you see it happen in other sports has been reported, it's definitely something that they'll consider. Absolutely. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. When we come back, the Red Sox did something good yesterday for once. We'll uh, react further to the Rafael Devers extension right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.